Stage with Dark Char Media with your host, Danny Atwell. Like sand through the hourglass, those are the days of our lives. Well, you're not watching that. You're listening to the Dark Charm Award 2023. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I am your host, Danny Atwell, along with me, Mac McCloskey, Miguel Pedroza, Josh Schroyer, and Gibby Gibbler. Gibby is drunk. (laughs) Hey! Yes, I am, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Dark Charm Media Award Show. You better vote as your favorite person. Because if not, I'm going to come smack you right on the rump. Okay. <laughs> so earlier, uh, about two months ago, we put out a bunch of polls on the Dark Charm Media. That. It's been about three months. Three months? Three months really? Yeah. yeah. It's been about three okay. months now. Well, about three months. and Because we, we wanted enough time for our fans to chime in to put in their votes for what their favorite Dark Charm things were. We had categories. We didn't have there very many categories last year, but this year we kind of stepped it up a little bit more. But it, it, it's all good for the you know for for everything that's going on. I gotta tell you, this year as of you know being the fact that it is summertime, we've done a lot of stuff. We put out you know commercial Palooza. We've already had like a whole full season of Brotherhood of Ridiculous People. We've had two seasons of Fun with Dirt. We've got you know it, it, like we we wanted to make sure that all of our people had the recognition that they deserve i mean then the next year is going to be even more steep because you're going to have branded by blood added you're going to have night child added you're going to have all these extra things added to the mix um but a little bit of housekeeping off the cuff normally as we've been recording it is not going we're going to go through a bit of a format change yes um instead of doing it every month because it's beginning it's begin- to be you know really hard to get everybody together all at once uh every month without sounding kind of redundant and then us recapping the shows it's diverting everybody from listening to the product and that's the one of the main things we want to do <laughs> so instead of off the cuff being every month we're going to do it on a quarterly basis um every so, three months so welcome to the summer episode so welcome to our first summer episode <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you, to start it off with the awards, what better way to do it, right? I love it. Man. Let's also let's also not forget that uh, off the cuff being a monthly thing, it's very hard. Uh, it's very hard to get ahead of the months uh, as we yes. record them, and uh, you know have to listen to the episodes that haven't come out yet, have to uh, deal with uh, you know spoiling stuff and having to deal yeah. with all that. So th- it's a lot more production than just like people listening to the recap and not the product like there's there's a lot of more issues going on but the main issue is that the recaps are are eating up the time of of the product itself right so and uh, also also the the scheduling the scheduling knocking uh knocking one of the shows to a different time slot is also a a big factor and we Mm -hmm. want we want to keep you guys the audience on a regular and consistent basis for content so we're going to be doing this quarterly and trust me it's going to be a lot more fun because we're going to have a lot more content to talk about we're going to have a lot more 
actors yeah. insights to talk about uh we're gonna a lot more fan mail a lot more a everything a lot more fan mail a lot more fan questions and stuff like well, that that's gonna it's come also, in it's also a pain in the ass when you have so many people that have yet to catch up and they're like all right well i'm gonna listen to all He is driving through the backwoods of uh, Michigan, so we're going to have oh, to be yeah, forgiving with his audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, Gibby. Use sorry, your powers. I'm sorry, I'm driving. Use the force. I'm driving Use the Gib powers. Very, it's a wasteland state. It's the G-Force. Uh-huh. No, it's it's very hard. It's very hard for everybody to uh, catch up on brand new episodes and then come into Off the Cuff and understand what we're talking about because we can be talking about a brand new episode that got released last weekend. And nobody has an idea of what the fuck we are talking about. So when it comes That's to something yet. like this, it, it's better to come in listening to everything. But some people don't know what we're going to be talking about this month because of the scheduling that we have. You know what I mean? Well, that's yeah. the other thing that we were talking about, Gabe, because at some point, like the fact now that we're going to be doing this quarterly, we'll actually have topics to talk about. <laughs> so it's going to be a lot different than just recapping things. Um, especially for the people who have not listened to it. If you've had a basic knowledge of what we've been talking about, you can come into any episode and, and be okay listening, right? Yep. So right. without further ado, we start the awards. Dun, 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 dun. Suck my dick, DJ. I hope you lose. Okay. So <laughs> the envelope, please. The envelopes. First category is best supporting character in a series. And our nominees are Rafferty, Fascination Street. Oh. Craig McGee, Fun with Dirt. Oh. <laughs> Agent Allison Mills, Brotherhood of Ridiculous People. All right, here we go. And the winner of Best Supporting Character in a Series, Rafferty from Fascination Street. Ah, oh, wonderful. Yes. yes. For 13 points. I have never seen such a supporting character that deserves that award more than Rafferty himself. Mm. So, so let's talk a little bit about Rafferty while we're here. A man of a million faces. Man of a million faces. Man of a million. Well, only one voice, but it still belongs to that of Chris Hangel. That is Uh, Chris Hangel. I'll I'll be accepting this award on his behalf. Uh, I'm going to throw it at him when he's awake. Let's 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 talk about Rafferty as a character and how it means to have this award for him. Um. When we originally put this character together, he was supposed to be the linchpin of Fascination Street, which in essence he became. Yep. So I think we've done a good job with 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 with, with writing the character. But Chris, you you can write the character as much as you want without a good actor behind it to pull it off. It's only half the battle, you know. Kudos. Oh yeah, the way Hangle presented Rafferty, his voice. Of- like his voice presenting them lines was a different type of ear extravaganza because Hangle doing that voice made you feel like whenever you were in the uh when you were in the zone with him the next you had girl. to hear everything he said yeah everything he said was so to the point and so direct you could not step away for one minute without being like if i miss something i am going to lose out yeah so Hangle. Throwing that voice out there was ah, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. So let 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 Hangle know that he won his award. 
Rafferty makes you listen to him. Yes. Oh, yeah. I I remember some of the first uh, lines that we wrote, uh, Danny and I, when we were writing Fascination Street, and we were trying to come up with how authoritative we wanted Rafferty to be and how uh, personable he he wanted. uh, Danny wanted him to be a little more Spock, a little bit more sterile, and I believe we've talked about this on Off the Cuff, and I was like, let's let's annoy him because uh the uh what's his name is gonna annoy everybody around him damon so let's, damon yeah. is gonna annoy the shit out of everybody around him rafferty should not be an exception and i remember just throwing that just throwing that idea out there and, and about a couple of days later uh danny messages me and he goes okay go check out rafferty's lines now and i'm like okay i'll, I'll go see what happened what changed first fucking line rafferty says who are you I'm like, that's beautiful. That's it. That sold me on the fucking character. And let me tell you, the, the, the idea of taking him from a sort of Spock-like sterilized character to almost like a school teacher. Yeah. Perfect. It was the perfect way for Hengel to grasp onto that character and make it his own. And it's fun to imagine him continuing to talk that way under various guises as various personas. Yeah, especially but still oh, maintaining yeah. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. So what did you think about it, Josh? Oh, I mean, no, I mean I I've, I've been enjoying Rafferty. Um I'm still playing catch up on a few things, but mm-hmm. like every time Rafferty comes in, dude, the, the character is amazing. Like I I can never get enough of him. That's good. That's one thing I I'm glad we came into as when it comes to Rafferty is it wasn't one of those characters that every time you hear him you're like Jesus, can we get him off the microphone, please? No, you're but like, what's time, he going to do next? Or what's going to yeah, happen next? Yeah, but every time we heard Rafferty, we're like, right. yeah. okay, I need more. I want to hear more of what he has to say. Like, I want him to yell at me from my <laughs> audio speakers that I have going on. I want him to say more to me, not just cut off at one line and call it a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. So We, we uh, need more out of him. We need more out of him. So yeah. big congratulations to Chris. The extra yes. step. Uh, Chris, best supporting character, uh, Rafferty. In the next category, Danny. Next category uh, is, and this is this is a continuation from last year, but uh, different. We have a whole different crew of, uh, of people this year to, to deal with. So we got the uh, 2023's Hero of the Year. Oh, the Hero of the Year. Hero of this, the this year. is a. This is a loaded category because I mean, we had a lot of characters. We How many nominees we have here? <laughs> Seven if you count the fact that one of them is technically together. But yeah, it's like we had a good amount of... Uh, we had a, Oh, no, the chickens. Chickens! <laughs> <laughs> they may show up at some point in time. Hey, he year. warned them. He warned them. He's a I hero. Will. Yeah. So, I'm just saying. Chickens are coming. Be warned. We, the chickens are coming. There's more... Yeah. <laughs> There's more chickens coming. So, so uh, right, what, what are the here. nominees? And our nominees are Carrie White, Fascination Street. Lovely. Okay. Damon Holloway, Fascination Street. Yep, yep. Also good. Jet Hawk, Detonation Boulevard. Oh, Jet does okay, not win. Okay, okay. <laughs> Willie the Hobo, Brotherhood Ooh, of Ridiculous People. Willie. Oh, that's a fan favorite. Hey, Last oh, year's okay. winner, Joshua Chambers, Noxo. Oh, wow. And Harry and Jay, Fun with Dirt. (laughs) (laughs) And the winner. Damon Holloway, Fascination Ah! Street. 
Damon Holloway. Nice and a decisive win, I believe. Decisive yes, yes. win. 23 votes. Two for two for Fascination Street. Carrie White was the runner up. So, of course. Wow. Interesting. And here, and here to accept. Like having two characters not only be the winner, but also the runner up. Like that's just awesome in itself. Exactly, right? It's a test it's a testament to Danny being the lead writer uh, on, on that on that uh, on that series. But uh, to accept the award, uh, on behalf of his brother, we have Josh Schroyer. So Josh, yes. Uh, yes. go ahead and uh, give us a little speech about Damon winning. <clears throat> uh yeah, he won. Nah, Paul Paul loved doing uh Paul loved playing Damien. He which is the funny part about it is like I didn't realize we had scenes together. Yeah, and you did Because then I would have like I would have actually talked to him more about it. <laughs> but uh it was great listening, especially when we had the scenes, uh you know, the way you put the scenes together when we had the scenes together, that that worked out great. I was like, Oh wait a minute, that's Paul. Uh but no no no, he 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 enjoyed it a lot uh, playing it, and even though he hates time travel with a passion. <laughs> That's the funny part, guy oh plays time travel. Oh, he he, he plays the time travel. He plays the character that time travels, and that, that, uh, that probably adds to the role. I think. Yeah. Oh, I think it does. Oh, you can hear. Yeah, the old. Yeah, old, uh, uh, older, older Damon. He oh, so pissed off. He's time traveling. He's so pissed off. He's but like, I'm old, done with this shit. The older <laughs> Damon. I, I, I kind of want to um, I want to stroke the ego of Paul real quick, and I know me and him like uh-huh. have different viewpoints when it comes to this. But to hear him knock an absolute scripted show out of the park, I was very proud of Paul for knocking it out like he did. Excellent. Oh yeah. Like, when I first, he did an amazing um, job. When I oh, first yeah, got like nine times out of ten, you hear him do improv and you hear him knock it out the park. But when it came to something scripted and he absolutely curb stopped it. I was proud of Paul. I was 100% proud of Paul. Oh, yeah. We, so, yeah, me and Paul, we don't write shit down. So for us to be doing doing scripted stuff is kind of a new thing, if you think about it. And you guys have taken it like a duck to water. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm really been, I've been pleased with the Schroer boys, with everything that we've been doing so far, especially you with, you know, with Mike. Oh, wow, I'm loving it. And then um, the stuff that you're doing with uh, Robert Greyjoy in, in um, mm-hmm. Night Child. Yeah. Yep. The old man from the Night of the Chickens. I mean, <laughs> like all Dude, the Destroyer boys have been knocking it out the park. Yes. Man. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, I remember when we were uh, when we were putting the the cast together for uh, Fascination Street, and uh, I had this completely different vision of where I wanted to go with it. I wanted a more of a Neil Gaiman feel to it. And uh, Danny was uh, very quick to slap me in the mouth and is like, no, this is not Neil Gaiman. This no. is Back to the Future. This is Robert Zemeckis. This is uh, uh, this is an ode to the 80s. This is, we're, we're not doing Neil say, Gaiman type shit. I sliders in there. Well, there's yeah. the thing. It's like the, the Neil Gaiman stuff we still can do. But for a different context. Oh yeah. For Fascination Street, it was meant. It was literally meant to be an ode to the eighties. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's good it, and it's, it's bad. So yeah. Oh no no. Oh yeah. No, it, you, it, you, it, like it, you have to understand. Right I was. Ways. Yeah, I was so happy to be wrong. I was so happy to be wrong about going with the Neil Gaiman type settings and stuff like that. Because uh, 
not only not only did uh not only were we going through the through the people we wanted and i pitched paul and i was like we got to get paul we, yeah. we got to get paul for for like but didn't this. you want paul to play someone else instead of damon no 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 i i wanted uh i wanted chris to play someone else yeah i forgot who who he was supposed to play uh no he was supposed to play bismarck chris was supposed to play bismarck but then had, he wanted to play rafferty he wanted he he he, he <laughs> and it for worked rafferty. for him yeah and, and and i think it's funny because people accuse me of writing like bad guys for me and i'm like no <laughs> i had nothing oh, like, i was <laughs> And the fact that Jesse playing Bismarck the way he does—it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Oh, yeah. we, it was the it was the best thing we did by by switching that that role. It was the best. Oh, thing. absolutely. And uh, and the contrast between uh, Jesse's demeanor, his entire demeanor, just dripping venom, uh, oh, yeah. as opposed oh, yeah. to uh, Paul's very uh, light-hearted, very jovial, very almost saccharine-like. Oh, like, very. You know, very annoyed marty mcfly yeah, and back yeah. to the future 3. oh yeah oh yeah it, it, it's uh it, it's such a beautiful contrast and like i said i am i am so happy to have been wrong about this and because it, it came out so fucking beautiful but uh that th congr congratulations to paul congratulations yeah, hero of the year eat my ass paul i will forever say that every time well <laughs> <laughs> since we're on the subject of eating ass we have our <laughs> next one. Oh, oh next category next, next category, category. Oh, next, category. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. we can't have the hero of the year without villain of the year villain oh, of da. the year uh, and this DJ, one was also yeah, jam-packed because there's one thing that dark charm knows how to do is write its villains we write oh, good yes, villains yes. yes knocks villains out of the park every time so our nominees for villain of the year Roderick Von Bismarck, Fascination Street. Okay. Juice and Late, Dark Charm Presents. Oh, <laughs> oh I hope so. Levesque Noir, Brotherhood of Ridiculous uh, People. Oh, that's a good one. Really Old Man McGee, Fun with Dirt. Ooh, okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Call him an antagonist. That's the Draco Pastale, various uh, things. Various shows. Pastale, I love him. Fern Garvey. Noxa, ah, another Ooh, good okay. bad guy, and 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 a double shot for Detonation Boulevard. Jackknife Ziggy, oi, 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 and Baroness Nightingale. Oh, played by Rachel Crosby, knocked it out of the fucking uh, park on that yeah, one. She, she did. was great on that. And the award goes to for the second year in a row, Roderick, Roderick Vaughn, Vaughn, yeah. <laughs> Two in a row. Jesse Kirkland, you did a fantastic job. Enough so that Amazing. your fans think so too. Yep. <laughs> Whether you admit uh, it or not. I'll be accepting oh. this award on behalf of my brother. Uh Roderick von Bismarck is one of the most vile, evil, sinister motherfuckers that Danny have I ever concocted. Ugh. And uh we are so proud of this character. And we're yes. so fucking proud of my brother Jesse. Uh, for his performance because I don't think we've ever had such a beautiful pairing outside of literally Juice and Leaf. And they were the runner-up. Oh, they were the runner-up. Oh, my <laughs> God. Runner -up. Runner -up, yeah. And honestly, the way that DJ presents himself 
when it comes to being a villain is so coup de grace. You know what oh, I yeah. mean? Because he just knows how to change that tone of like, ah, ha, ha, we're having such a good time. I will kill you where you fucking sleep. Yep. Do you understand me? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the perfect dichotomy of the change in tone that just always gets you when it comes to your brother doing voice acting. Oh, he's he's so fucking talented, and I, I tell him this every time, and I'm so fucking proud of him. And the idea that Juice and Leaf did have a scene with him, and uh, he was, and the way it played out, the the way uh, I had worded some of this stuff, and uh, it played like I I did not know it was going to play out so beautifully. Yeah. Because I had worded it, and I had voice acted Juice, and uh, uh, I had done it with a certain tone. So I didn't know how Jesse was going to to play against it, and when he did, it was just fucking sparks. It was yeah. sparks. It was the beginning of the universe. Phenomenal, it was like beautiful, like, like absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, and Juice being the character, the powerful character that he is, and and Bismarck not giving a fuck. Shit, no. He's like, I'll not go up to you. I don't book. care. <laughs> Just that like, was I, I i loved that it was absolutely perfect i mean i thought that that uh that jesse especially within how the year progressed with the season mm-hmm. you you kind of want to know more about this character now like what was it that made him fall what was it that like what is he thinking sometimes in his head and especially with the ending in detonation boulevard of mm-hmm. bismarck showing up in the chaos realm, it's or, like, or and yet stuck. that door's been left open for a reason. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, and we we keep reminding you, folks. By the way, of of, of detonation, beloved. If you want more, darktimeradio@gmail.com. You got to mm-hmm. tell us. I can let give know, let an announcement. Uh oh. We're gonna save that announcement after. Uh, oh, we no, forget it though. Well, don't worry, I won't. <laughs> I'm gonna forget it. Okay, whatever. So, All right, either uh, way. villain, so, villain Josh, of the year. What did you think about uh, Bismarck? Yeah, yeah, please, Josh. Oh, I love Bismarck. Um, I'm trying to think. All right, so I'm horrible with certain information, but they. It was. Um, I believe it was the season finale of Fascination Street, where they were kind of all sitting around like shit's going to hell. You need to fucking do something, and Bismarck is just kind of standing like, "I'll, I'll help you." But then he's like, "Nah, you're on your own," and like fucking dips. <laughs> would you would you call Bismarck the Darth Vader of Dark Charm? No, yeah. uh, no, yes. No. Yes. Yes. no, no, no. He's got too much. No, he's got too much humor for for he's Darth too much Vader. Panache. Yeah, too much he's panache. he's too egotistic. If anything, so was Darth Vader. Well, Anakin, he was. E- yeah, Anakin was Darth. You gotta remember when. Yeah, when Darth became Darth. He he had an ego, but it wasn't the I'm the shit ego. It's everybody else is beneath below me. me. I'm yeah. going to destroy you, ego. And that's, you, ego. that's, and that's what, what we have in Mark is, in, uh, is Bismarck. basically like everyone is under my boot. Well, yes. Go away. But he has fun with it sometimes, too. Sometimes, sure. Yeah. And I, that's where that's where the, the I feel the difference is like he he has a little bit more comedic side to the you're below me. You know, you're beneath me aspect. He enjoys breaking you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He enjoys it way more than you would, uh, you know, you would think someone would. (laughs) Next category. Next category. Okay. So we had a lot of serious. Let's get a little funny. 
Comedy. So right. the next one is the best female comedic role 2023. Best female comedic okay. role 2023. There's a there's a lot of there should be a lot of names on this one. There's only three, a, but that's okay. Three. Okay. But Number that's okay. One. We had a Yeah, it was a it was a tight race. It was. It was insanely tight. <laughs> Gladys Hamilton, Brotherhood of Ridiculous People. One of the funniest characters. Darla Somerville, Brotherhood of Ridiculous People. The Maple Lady. Connie McGee, Fun with Dirt. Oh, Another... Connie. Oh, Connie struck a nerve <laughs> with me that every time I heard her voice. I was Connie like, oh, Boston. Connie, talk to me more. <laughs> Connie's got the mommy vibes, man. I don't know what to say. Connie's not a mommy, bro. All right. So the winner of the best comedic role 2023 is Gladys Hamilton, brother. Gladys Hamilton. Hey, mom killer. Mom killer. Yes. And Hell I will yeah. be accepting the award for my sister Stacy, who has played Gladys. And I gotta tell you, I I, I I could not be more pleased with a lot of this stuff that she's been doing for us recently. She's perfect. She's for even it. coming up with writing stuff that of her own that she's where we're working on. Um, you've seen some of the uh, commercials, especially part of uh, Commercial Palooza, where it was something called uh, Miss Billy's Island of Ill Repute. There you go. That's oh, coming God. in some time. And I gotta tell you, like it's just. Her comedic timing, I, I wish I could say it was entirely natural. It's just trauma. <laughs> you all, as a family, just trauma. But it works. But it works. So uh, I, I'll be accepting, I'll accept the uh, award for her. Um, at some point in time, we want to try and get her on off the cuff. We tried last, uh, last time, but uh, things just, it didn't end up being, you know, good. But either way. Um, but what is it like? How does everybody else feel about the Gladys character in, in general? Gladys. I, I love her, and I thought she was a perfect addition to what that all what that show was mm -hmm. in general. I thought she was an amazing addition to it. It's not surprising for me that she won that because thinking of Gladys, the one scene that always comes back to me is where she's flying, I believe, uh, north. And they're all wondering, okay, why is she flying she lives north? In Texas, why is she flying Texas, north? Why is she flying north? That sort of foreshadowed this <laughs> because Darla, I take it, she was the runner up. Darla was the Darla runner was up. The yes. runner up. Now, that's one joke character with in that you can stretch the ability to create maple syrup or to touch everything and it becomes maple syrup. But the fact that she's a sex fiend is even worse. Right. <laughs> Which would make that interesting. Like Gladys being a mom, you know, it's more interesting to see comedy come out of her. And that's what I think gave her the edge here. And her interactions with all the other characters because yes. she never stops being a mom. Nope. Never. Ever. Never. She's always a mom. And the only time we see her not be a mom is when her husband's involved, and that is also just fucking comedic gold. Yep, uh, Ricardo, comedic gold. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, Josh, what, what do you, what did you think of Mom Killer before I add my two cents in behind the stage here? Well, unfortunately, the uh, Brotherhood of Ridiculous People have been the series that I haven't been able to sit 
and listened to all the way through. But she was oh. introduced. She was introduced in episode one, correct? Yes. 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 And I did watch episode one, or I did listen to episode one, and I did love it. Like she. So if if you're whatever you guys are saying, this is I'm gonna have to add this to my rotation tonight while I work. Tell you, to, to listen fun. to it. That that series in general is a very fun series. Oh, Especially... I yeah. The, the I like I said, I watched. I listened to the first episode. I did yeah. get around to doing that. Um, I just hadn't been able to continue on with it, and I did like I liked the vibe, the way it was set up. And wait till you meet your brother's character. See, that's why I, that's what I was starting to listen to it for because I I wanted to hear my brother, and then it's like then I got sidetracked with all the other ones and <laughs> trying to catch up on all the other different shows, and I'm like I put that on the back burner. But I know we get all we get a lot of shows, <laughs> and, and people gravitate towards their favorites, and, oh, yeah. and I don't I don't fret I don't fret anybody for doing that. Nah. So, uh, I, right. re- I remember writing. Uh, Gibby, uh, Gibby yeah, had to uh, take off. I'm back. <laughs> All right, that's uh, fine. It's good that Gibby was. Uh, he's got a dip, but that's okay. We're we're glad uh, that Gibby gave us, gave us his time. Yes, thank you, Gibby, for the for the time you did give us. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yes. I, I do remember writing uh, parts of Monocula. Yeah, uh, a lot most... of it was already pre-written. But a like lot of that of was stuff. pre-written, and I, I think the only things I added in was some of the interactions she had. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't, I don't remember having to change much at all, yeah. if anything at all, because it was just so, it was so natural the flow of the conversations. That Most of it, in. I gave, I got it from the horse's mouth. Me and Stacy literally role played it out. <laughs> the scenes some of those scenes and 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 i just took what she said word for word <laughs> it, was, and, it, was, uh, it was great i i am honored to play across her uh as as ricardo uh because that is some of the that is some of the most sincere lines out of outside of some of our darkest series you know yeah. what i mean like like our our dark series have moments drops of sincerity in it and this one is nothing but sincerity and love yeah and a lot and a lot of love and respect between the two characters and i am very proud to be across from that yes yes and we can't let the ladies be by themselves we gotta have the dudes so the next best male comedic role 2023 and our nominees are. are craig mcgee fun with dirt (laughs) <laughs> no. Billy Aykroyd, Brotherhood of Ridiculous People. Hey, yeah. Bert McGonagall, Brotherhood oh, no. and Fun with Dirt. <laughs> Willie the Hobo, Brotherhood of Ridiculous People. Still a fan for Willie. El Diablo, Fun with Dirt. El Diablo. And the winner. We have a tie. Ooh, oh, we have a tie. Oh, hey, that means first death time match after deadlocked the show. for an entire three months, deadlocked, Mm-mm. and it ended up still being a tie between Burt McGonagall and El Diablo. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so, Burt McGonagall. Now, Bert- I, I I call him the voice of dark charm humor. El Diablo is interesting <laughs> in that. <laughs> Miguel, <laughs> he's what dying, the folks. Fuck? What the fuck? El Diablo. El Diablo. <laughs> Your fans have said it, dude. 
<laughs> you guys are in the same Congratulations. vein. Congratulations. Oh my god. Oh man. I hate doing it. Oh god. You're gonna accept to accept the award for El Diablo. <laughs> I mean, fuck it. Let's just bring him out. El Diablo. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'll, let the, I'll let everybody here vote. Do you want El Diablo to accept the award? I think we should do it. What about Go you? Go for it. Do it. Yeah, do, do it. it. Josh? Go for it. All right. So come on. Here's El Diablo to accept his award. I knew I was going to fucking win. I knew I was going to fucking do it because I'm El Diablo. You know, you can't, you can't beat me. You can't beat me. Not in the ring, not in the award shows, not in the fucking way I dress. Look at the Stone Cold Steve Austin vest I got on. You know, you see that? It's got a bow tie. It's got a bow tie. You like the fucking, don't look at me like that. Anyway. Fuck you, man. I spent a lot of money on this, okay? So thank you for the awards. Thank you to my fans. Thank you to, uh, what is this? Dark, uh, dark what? Dark meat trivias? Dark charm media. Yeah, what he said, right? I'm out of here because the fucking this is an open bar. Yeah, me boy, wait. All right, that was El Diablo. <laughs> and to accept the award for Burt McConaughey is. Well, it's got to be. It, yeah, Rod. it's it's, it's, it's got to be. Uh, it's got to be Mac over here. Got to be Rod. <laughs> Get away from the award, Frank. <laughs> God damn it! Wait a minute. <laughs> Did Frank right. steal the award? I don't, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't, might be pumping it. I, 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 I don't, we're gonna. We're not gonna switch to that. All right. Thank you, Rod, for accepting. Well, thank you, Rod. Thank you. Ah, oh, right. But like, let's 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 talk about it. I mean, like, Burt McGonagall literally was a I a throwaway idea for Fun with Dirt originally, and it mm -hmm. became something much more. And then the idea of having him narrate Brotherhood of Ridiculous People was like. Why not? It's a if, it, it, it's it's a testament here to that because I say he's the voice of dark charm comedy, and it says something that he's the one narrator of ours that doesn't get a gatekeeper title. It's his own name. He gets his own name. <laughs> it's like Nick Cage as yeah. Nick Cage, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, right. So are you saying Burt McGonagall's the Nick Cage of dark charm? <laughs> I'm mean, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> Why not, dude? <laughs> we got, I gotta tell Bobby about this. <laughs> Josh, what, what are your thoughts on uh, on uh, on Bert, on the good old fashioned crier that I love so much? Uh, I say the episodes I've listened to with them, Fun with Dirt was one of the ones that I haven't been able to fully get into. Um, maybe because I started like season two, I think that <laughs> might be why. Season one is a good one. But uh, but no, uh, Bert, yeah, Bert and Diablo best best choices for this. Like, yes. Yeah. 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 I, I couldn't taste it better myself. Uh, Bert, in my opinion, is one of the most. Uh, is probably one of my favorite. Uh, dark charm characters. Yeah, you've mentioned that on other episodes of Off the Cuff, <laughs> where you were like, yeah. I really dig Bobby's. I I love I love. I, I love his his crier his his crier voice. You know, I'm a I'm a big fan of old school radio. I'm a big fan oh, yeah. of old school carnival stuff. So he has that perfect crier, uh, you know, voice. Uh, and when I say crier, uh, for those of you who aren't like savvy on the term, somebody who stands outside of a carnival and tries to get you to come in, or like a, a state fair and tries to get you to come in, those guys are called criers. Or part of. Barkers. Or Barkers. Barkers, Barkers, Barkers is Barker. another term. 
And uh, come so, on down. Yeah. Hey, you. You want a hat? Come on in. Yeah, five come cents. On. That's it. Come on in. Come on in. You want something the news, crazy? Come to me. Yeah. So, yeah. In all seriousness, Bobby had been honing that for years. Yes. Had been honing the, the '40s radio the announcer 40s. thing for years. And, uh, I'm, I'm getting I, there. I'm getting there, but I'm not at his level. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got a. I got a. I got a. I got a transatlantic thing going on with the crier because, like, like with the crier voice. So I, I got a. I think that would be a funny for me to for me and Bobby to have like crier off, but I remember some of the some of the some of the lines we wrote for Bird like Danny and I were seriously looking at some of these lines where we just threw our hands up. We were like, just let Bobby go. Just yeah, let him go. Just... Improv maybe about like sixty or seventy percent of his stuff. And yeah. It worked. Nice. <laughs> yeah, just let him just let him loose. Just, just let, let him go. Him and um Israel Diablo. Yes. <laughs> Israel dead idiot. Uh fuck me. The 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 amount and, and I and I've talked about this before and off the cuff, but the amount of leash that I have to uh to fuck with that character is is, is enormous because I it's never It's boggling how much I give you. <laughs> <laughs> it really is though. Because I never know what's gonna make it in. You know what I mean? Like I never like because I'll go I'll go weird with it, like, 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 like the, the whole, the whole him getting hit with the nunchucks thing. Yeah, that was great. Ninety nine percent of that was improvised. Ow, like ninety nine percent of that was improvised, and I had no idea how much was gonna make it in, and ninety eight percent of it made it in, and I was just like, people love him for it, and I, I just, yes. I, I, I'm still wrapping my brain There's, around that. And the proof is, you won an award for him, <laughs> right? There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, well, he, he won the award and he left with it. <laughs> so <laughs> He won his part of the award. He left it. Yes. Left it. All so, right. Uh, so, before we continue on, yeah. you did have an announcement. So let's take a quick word for our sponsor. All right. So the announcement is we have gotten confirmation that Desolation Row is a go. The sequel to Detonation Boulevard is coming. So I love it. On the way. The sequel. There was enough of a. There was enough of a push from our fans, especially. And you want? Do you want to know which episodes it was that people were like, "We need more of this." Had to be uh, eight, eight, nine, and and ten. ten. Yeah, had to be the ending. Mm -hmm. Very well done with the ending. The ending, especially, people are like. You know what? That cheers thing really made me cry. I was like, right. "What the fuck? Right? Really?" <laughs> I, I was going to say that about about the episodes. Like, well, if we had done um, off the cuff last last month. week, last, last month, month yeah. uh, what I was going uh, that would have been one of the episodes we'd have covered. And what yes. I was going to say about it is that this episode contains a classic TV theme that you've heard a billion times, but never has it brought you to tears like it will here. It, I'm serious. Like for 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 a I lot get of that. The, a lot of the people that that were commenting on the episode, they were like, "This made you think about humanity, how it is, how it was, how it could be, and 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 the the fact that Jet, like I said, m- mirrors himself as a historian, and he's just throw this this thing's thrown in his face. Like I really don't know anything about what the life was before, yeah. and this is like." So among other things, we find out where he goes. Well, that's just it. We'll figure it out in Desolation Row. Right, right. We'll nice. wait for the sequel. Yes. Um, I, uh, 
holy shit people got emotional at that scene yes oh yeah absolutely and they I got emotional why. the other and 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 the last part of that episode people got emotional for a different reason yeah they got right. pissed off and probably <laughs> no they were like this wow. is the guy that did all of this and it's a shame gibby's gone because yeah he's part he of played it. he played deacon sick right right um I, I i think i'm responsible for 90 for 90 90 of that scene yes uh the bar scene uh and uh i, I, I if i'm am i right i'm like 99 responsible for that the um yeah uh, i would have to say, actually yeah around around 90 90 we'll go 90 we'll go 90 because um some of that was taken from a different series that i was originally working on right and i was like no this fits much better here <laughs> So I we reworked it, added the bunch of the stuff with the um what was it the uh, the German people who were coming in and you were you played that French guy coming yeah. in saying like hey wh why are they cutting off our balls why are they sterilizing us and all this yeah, stuff yeah. and it's like damn you didn't realize half the shit that they were doing over yeah, there and uh, but the... we've been centered entirely in Texas and on jet and on jet what's the rest of the world like we'll see that too. we're gonna see that too so nice, desolation nice. road coming up get ready for that crease in your brain to get a bit deeper yeah i am uh I, well first of all i, I like to say uh, i am I touched. Am on. <laughs> I, I am touched that uh the scene made people emotional i am, oh I am God, deeply dude. deeply touched uh Deep. i did not put like i didn't think it was going to be so impactful uh I, I, it was I pretty impactful this. yeah I wanted the bar scene to be uh, a, 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 a blue note. You know what I mean? You, you know, mm -hmm. like NYPD blue type That's stuff. Where that? Oh, it was blue, but blue, it was blue in a different, in a different way. way, right? And uh, to to learn that people got emotional with the bar scene, I, I'm with, with with Jet and Al. I'm I'm uh, and Fitz especially fits like the, the idea when he when fits when there was that pause in between him finishing up and before fits and fits just saying why am i crying yeah that's it, it was like you could and then when when you you had the narrative you know jet's narrative behind that saying is like it's the writing on the wall i mean like mm -hmm. i've been i'm like i'm a historian it i've never felt this so it's like phew, in a lot of ways, he's sort of feeling really deeply for the first time, maybe not ever, but in a very long time. Well, it makes you think because remember, Rafferty gave him a choice. Right. No one knows what that choice was. And the tape right now. Yep. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, just to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Yes. Yeah. No uh, problem. Because I do not. Wow. Uh, I'm, just, I'm amazed. I'm, I'm yep. amazed that people got emotional at that scene. I really, really am. <laughs> All right. Back to Move. our awards. Back, yeah. Enough about me fucking blubbering. Uh, You're not blubbering is... anymore. Yeah, yeah. You blubber. This is an uh, award show, remember? Blubberty blubbersons. You're, you're allowed to have a Sally Field moment. You can have a Sally Field go. moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, like yeah. me. Right. You really like me. You really like me. Or, or, or Chris Rock the other way around. You hate me. You really, really hate me. What? Yes, yeah. Jesse. They hate Bismarck. <laughs> <laughs> they hate him enough they love him. That's right. Yeah, no, let's not let's not have a Chris Rock moment. So yeah. what is the next category? Next category. We've already had the comedic stuff done, right? Yes. Gotta go yeah. dramatic gotta go drama. drama so 
best female in a drama series. Whew, this was a tough one, too, and a big race. Thanks to all the talent we have oh my involved. God. Yeah, the talent we have involved. I, ca- I got to say, all of our, our female talent has been off the chain. Just and one incredible. of them, yeah, I mean, and like, like one of them especially, um, he is played by a, a, a transgendered uh, male. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that he brought it, I, I was, we, me and both me and uh, Mac were a little bit hesitant to come to him. A bit. But we were like, listen, your voice fits this character. Your your demeanor fits this character. Absolutely. And the first thing Max said was, I'll take it. And he made it his own. And he was the uh, the voice of Lynx Mitchell mm-hmm. yeah. for uh, Detonation Boulevard. Um, but our nominees, Carrie White of Fascination Street. Of course. Lynx Mitchell, Detonation Boulevard. Of course. I'd be upset if there's Anna if Reeves, Dark Charm Presents. Anna, wow. And <laughs> lastly. Baroness Nightingale of Detonation Boulevard. Ooh, wow. When I yeah, say these are this was hitters. a duke out, it was a duke out. The wow. amount of votes that was there uh, for each of these characters, if you totaled up all the votes together, it was over a hundred. This, this this was a fun category. This was a fun on. category. Well, before we get to the winner, let's let's just continue to recognize just for a split second the amount yes. of fucking talent on that card like applause to all everybody on that card uh uh max killed it as links i like that that was probably one of my favorite episodes i know i know chris was uh extraordinarily emotional playing across that script so i i know he's going to be very proud to know that that, uh max made it to this list uh wow and reeves being one of the most one of the most evil characters that we have written and it's <laughs> as she's a female so wonder, shot. she's so wonderful and yes. uh, and uh, the idea yeah the idea that this came out of a uh 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 just a concept that justin and i wrote yep uh, get for better Dark charm get better a long time ago uh, and to see her character progress and to actually make it onto a list is an honor uh fucking carrie of course played by emily is just mm-hmm. oh my every scene every fucking scene mm-hmm. is just perfect with her uh but enough about me vamping let's and the winner is and the winner, the winner drum roll please carrie white fascination street carrie white love the one for FF. the runner up was baroness nightingale Wow, man. This was a duke out between Carrie and the Baroness for like a month. It was insane to watch. And I loved it because I was like, wow, there's a lot of love between these two characters. And that's not including the other characters that didn't other they got votes too. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, damn. (laughs) Like they everybody just fighting for that extra spot just to get just to get up in there. And and eventually Carrie won. Uh, the Baroness. Good news for all that, like you know, Rachel's to, to, coming back for her other version of her. Yep. To know, to know that uh, these characters have been so celebrated by our our listeners and by our fans. It's yes. fucking wonderful. 
And uh, Josh, you've known Emily the longest, so you go ahead and accept this award on her behalf. All right. Uh, well, uh, accept this award for Emily. Now she's uh, she's fantastic. She's amazing. Playing Carrie, Carrie. Uh, I don't know. Like she just pulls that character off so well. Because you got someone that was saved from death. To only find out that they're gonna die sooner than they thought they were, even though they were saved. Yeah. <laughs> Has a love interest that isn't a love interest yet, but no, will turn into a love interest. <laughs> and it has to play everything as if everything's all cool. You yeah. Know? You know, He's so. mentally gonna be screwed up, but that's the whole point. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the scene, uh, the scene with uh, her and uh, uh, Miguel... Uh, where she burns the house down. Was she talking juice? Yeah, she was talking to juice. Yeah, talking that juice. that scene was just phenomenal. With the way that turned playing in the background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's just sitting there. She's just like, oh shit, this wasn't how this was supposed to go down. <laughs> I don't think. And here's the th- and the best part is. In future, in future incarnations, like Damon's, like yeah, they still make fun of me because my girlfriend had more balls than me. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Why she's on this list? Yeah, pretty much. That's why she's on the list. Uh, In in all seriousness, though, uh, congratulations to all of our female voice talent. Yes. Oh yeah. Great job. Much love. It was so hard. Congratulations. It was was so hard to limit to all the characters to to these four. It was just, and then each of them could could have easily taken the uh, taken that they the award. Yeah, e- yeah. Oh, one. yeah. Oh, yeah. They did a fantastic job. That being said, the male best dramatic male character in a dramatic series. Here we go. Oh, hell yeah. This, is, this ought to be very interesting. This is a very good one. And the nominees, nominees are, are Juice Dark Charm Presents Mr. Oh, Meadows. Wow. Damon Holloway, Fascination Street. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Hack Blakesley, Detonation Hack. Boulevard. Hey, ah, Hack made it. Ah, okay. Wow, wonderful. Fitz the Undertaker, Detonation <laughs> Boulevard. Interesting. The Got episodes it. that both of those two had was some of the, one highest of the main ranked, reasons yeah. why they're on this list. Yeah, true. Wow. Henry Reeves, the counterpart to Anna. Various. But he, you know. Wonderful, wonderful fucking yes. character. Husband and wife both Husband nominated. And wife both, yes. And, and and just to you know go through all of these, each of these characters here, I, I know for a fact that you know, like because I play I play both Leif and I both play Ma- uh, Hack Blakesley. Yeah. And they're way two different spectrums to go on. And when I finished Hack, I felt like a bit of me was already in the um in the in the recording like hat like a part of me was thrown in there oh, absolutely i i'll tell you one thing it was it was really it was really an honor to do that character and especially the fact that you know to deal with his death to deal with the uh the relationship he had with jet fantastic i mean like absolutely fantastic the winner winner and the winner is Damon Holloway, fascination. Another one for hey, Josh. Yes. Oh, Josh is going to have to accept one another award. I'm not going to have any room for these in my car. Jeez. The closest runner-up was Henry Reeves. Oh, wow. I mean, well, I mean, come on. And it was nowhere close. It was like 22 <laughs> votes to like six. Runaway. 
It was it was a runaway insane. runaway victory. Well, runaway congratulations victory. again yes. to Paul. Congratulations. I uh, I think Josh is just going to throw these awards through your window. Yeah, I, I, I'll drop them off. This is me next year. No, what'll happen is I'll put them on my display case and tell him to come pick them up, and then they'll just sit on my display case for you know a couple years. <laughs> Send a couple them years. Pictures. Yeah. Send them and then pictures. I'll just say, yeah, I, I won a couple awards. Cover up the name. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. Change the name uh, to protect the innocent. Mm-hmm. If I can say one thing here, um, yeah. about uh, Fitz, um, it's really a, a testament to some great work here. To some Chris, great, especially to some great uh, character molding here. That so to give you a bit of background on Fitz, um, when Detonation Boulevard was being written, as we were going along, I inserted Fitz into the episode he appears in. As nothing more than a walk-on, walk-off character. He had no lines. He was there for one scene long enough for Lynx to say, this guy is dangerous, and then that was it. So to see him fleshed out to the point where he made the, the nomination list here is a testament to a good job. Yes, oh, we yeah. did. Definitely. And who is the one that told you that Fitz needed more? That's right. Me. That's right. <laughs> he wasn't even an undertaker in the original write-up. Was, I like the fact he, he, he was pretty much a leg breaker. I like the fact that he just yeah. bodies out to the endless sands and just threw him there. Yeah, nice touch. Fitz, Give uh, this guy a proper burial. Kick, kick, kick. I, I think I'll uh, take I think care of it. As far as 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 far as uh, Detonation Boulevard, I think Fitz underwent the most writing and rewriting of any mm-hmm. character in in this series because because we wanted him to fit a certain mold. Not only did we want him to fit a certain mold, but we wanted his relationship with Lynx to be a certain type of relationship. Yeah, and that right, one. Right. And we went through, I don't know how many rewrites of several scenes where Danny and I were like mud wrestling in the backyard trying to decide which one we were going to go. Because <laughs> we wanted, because originally. Well, the mud wrestling had nothing to do with where you were. No, going. no, not, right. but, <laughs> not Originally, really. we wanted to see if this was a romantic relationship between Fitz and Lynx. Yeah. And we were like, nah, that's nah. not going to fit. And then we were like, well, maybe there, there's he's just a there, work certainly. colleague. There's a, I was like, but there is a love there. So what if it's like more like a, a father daughter? relationship or big brother and or sister big if brother and else. sister if not anything else so we kind of pushed that further and actually added the sort of relationship between her mother and him after mm-hmm. yeah. and it really wasn't like a major relationship it was um maybe a relationship of convenience who knows well, maybe we'll find out more maybe, in, maybe we'll uh, find out more desolation room yep who knows but we have come Wonderful. to the last, the last the main award. Event. The main the event. Finale. All right. All right. All right. That, that, was, that was the whole budget, folks. I hope you yeah. enjoyed the show. Uh, Spanish National Anthem. It's short. It has no words. Let's pause. Holy! That's why that's why the green room was filled with sliders. It's all we could afford after that. Listen, the <laughs> sliders were good. Just don't ask where the meat came from. All right. That's the meat I'm not worried about. It's the onions that terrify me. But anyways, I noticed that point. you got rid of the toilet paper. Do onions yeah. give you gas too? I don't know. <laughs> onions uh, gave you gas. 
No, anyway. the onions did horrible things to me, but moving on. Honestly, I'm, I'm halfway tempted to write that now in the uh, Brotherhood of Ridiculous what? People. Do onions give you Every time too? Rod just, you know, eats onions, something happens. I don't know. I feel like it. <laughs> Tropical <laughs> storm. <laughs> no, he has to fart in the rubber suit. Yeah, and the rubber suit, <laughs> oh, like instant, instant Dutch oven. We, we, we need a whoopee cushion effect for that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> all right rubbery fart last last but certainly not least because i've enjoyed doing this uh episode especially this is the dark charm series of the year out of all the amazing content we have put out this year we have our list of uh shows that you the fans have said is your favorite so without further ado the nominees the flagship dark charm presents oh wow wow noxo the case files of joshua chambers lovely fun with dirt brotherhood of ridiculous people lovely fascination street of course detonation boulevard and a gate beyond a thank gate you beyond a mac production to have, mac even been, to have just been included here yes yes <laughs> Max, Max, just happy to be here. Max, like, I'm just on the list. We're good. Right. I made it. I made it, motherfuckers. Ah! He, 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 also, he also drank all the Coronas at the open bar. So I, I mean, will it's, it's say, though, enough. we're going to have a good time getting that done uh, for the next season. Yes. Yes. All good right. stories coming. And the winner of Dark Charm Series of the Year goes to where else? Fascination Street. Not Fascination it. Street. Lovers. We, we, yes. We list we list um DCP Dark Charm presents as the flagship series for Dark Charm. Yes. But Fascination Street, uh, it really I think is the magnum opus. It's the linchpin. It, yeah. It's it's the hardest per that what we were talking about earlier about how it gave off was it Neil Gaiman vibes initially but it's nothing like that. It's the hardest to pin down. It's the hardest to uh, pigeonhole, and as such, I think has the most to offer. Yeah. Uh, accepting yes, the award to the eighties. Accepting the award is going to be uh, Danny and I, the yeah. two writers of this series. Um, uh, Danny, go, like go ahead. Give your give your speech first. Thank, man. You. thank you. I would like to give my uh, all my thanks. All my love, all my affection for the the voice actors that participated in this series, which is literally every person in this room. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Yeah. Welcome, you, Josh, Gibby. Who was uh, was Gibby in this one? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> either way, either way, you know, like to have amazing talent like Chris, like Emily, like like Paul, pull this um, this thing off was a joy for me and Miguel to write for. And uh, I also want to thank Miguel for being there with me to help smooth things out and make things a little better and uh, add his own flavor to certain scenes. And I got to tell you, it made it made everything hundreds of times better than what it could have been. And Mac, especially for gatekeeping that whole thing. That was fun to read. <laughs> that was a lot of fun to read. So, 
So I really, really thank the fans for gravitating towards this series because this was a huge gamble for Hold us. Um, enough so that we were worried about whether or not Dark Charm could do a dramatic series at first. Yeah. And then now it's starting to be like, well, we're doing really well with our dramatic stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. I, I can't get enough of it. <laughs> I would like to um I would like to first of all thank Danny. Uh, thank you for actually thinking of me while uh, while while putting this all together, and, and as as because I I know Mac is usually like attached to your hip when it comes to a lot of writing stuff. Some and, stuff, yeah, some but, stuff. But give that I, time. Uh, and give uh, that time. Uh, to 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 just get that message of like I I, I want your voice on this uh, was was an honor because i i do i do very vividly recall how nervous danny was about all of this and how uh he was bringing me in to uh add some shades of this and add some shades of that and uh you know change the palette a little bit of what he had originally written and uh i was i was i was so happy to work on it i was i was it was it was so much fun to uh to to just piece together everything that we that we were doing because uh the original roadmap it it, it is not where we is not where we ended up we ended up fucking three or four exits down the road from that mm-hmm. but the original roadmap was like oh we're going to mcdonald's kids and we ended up in vegas instead <laughs> and uh it was uh it, it's it's a beautiful series and i uh I am so grateful for all the voice actors involved. Yes. I, am, I am so happy that uh, that Paul knocks that out of the park. Emily is incredible. That my brother Jesse is like the most villainous motherfucker on the planet. Yes. Uh, that uh, uh, Chris just fucking destroying the role as Rafferty. I mean, they the, basically ran the gambit for all the awards. It was like Fascination, Fascination Street, Street took cleaned over. up, man. Yeah, cleaned yeah. up. This was this is uh this is the this is uh, the Oscars and you know Titanic you know what I mean just ran away with everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but uh, no but my my last little thanks uh, it has to be to uh, to Danny for even uh, for even uh, including uh, not only me but some of the characters that I've helped create over the mm-hmm. years and to just to just add more flavor and to think. it's weird because like i don't think i don't think much of certain things i do you know what i mean so like when danny's like no we gotta have we gotta have either this we gotta have this we gotta have this and i'm like but those are things i did they're not that that important and to know that danny held what i did in, in importance is a huge honor for me and uh to know that fascination street won and uh, all the characters won I am extraordinarily proud, and, and I don't think I could be more proud of uh, yeah. one of our products. Very much so. Very much. Josh, you want to chime in before I can, before I continue blowing everybody? No, oh, I mean, <laughs> I'm fine with that. Seamlessly. No, coming in as one of the newbies and coming in and kind of playing catch up with, uh, with the, the older shows and things like that. Yeah, Fascination Street just stuck out. And in a good way. And 
it like every time I sat and listened to the whole, like I sat and listened. To it, I, actually, I went back and listened to it a couple times, uh, just because it's it's entertaining. Like you get just, something it, new, you figure yeah, out. Yeah, like every yeah, time you you listen, to you listen to it, like oh wait, I didn't catch that part. Or like oh shit, mm-hmm. I didn't catch that in the back, or you know something like that. And yeah, with the the and I'm I'm a huge fan of the Back to the Future, the whole eighties, nineties. Uh, you know, kind of time travel, interdimensional slash different realms, and having a quirky suit that you know supposed to keep you alive, but is also kind of a smart ass, but not a smart ass. You know, like does well. Little... You found the opposite end of that with Jet and that Detonation Boulevard. Oh right. yeah, yeah. Oh, type of suit, and he's like, ah, what the hell is this? What, what the fuck? <laughs> what does it smell like? <laughs> yeah. And why, then, why is it twenty times my size? And then the fact that it's it, it you get you were expanded and like have everything, uh, you know, everything kind of intertwine the way it does. And but I still feel like you Fascination Street is one of the ones that if you're if you kind of want to get a feel for the backstories of some of the other series, you gotta listen to start, yeah Fascination Street because it kind of fills in some of the little lore gaps that. You you know might not be that important to the series, but adds a little extra layer to you know like oh that's right that's from I remember the story about that or you know little things mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, well, I I'm glad Fascination Street got got up there because it well well deserves it. What I like most about this is that I've been able to um, I've brought this series to a lot of my Whovian friends, Doctor mm-hmm. Whovian friends, mm-hmm. same um, because it. It includes elements of that along with elements of um, Back to the Future. It has the action of, Doc- of Back to the Future with the quirkiness of Doctor Who yeah. in that there is no time machine per se. And the item that causes time travel is something innocuous, like a, a, like, like like a light a, post, like a light, a lamppost or a police call booth or what have yeah. you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, so, and I've been nice on a Star Oh, I've been on a Star Trek kick lately. So I've been going back watching all you know the series. And I even noticed a couple similarities on the episodes where they do handle like time travel or parallel units. I I've noticed little little similarities, like little little things in there, like oh that's you know that uh you know, that the way they handle it or like the humor uh mm-hmm. involved with it. Uh, so yeah, it 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 covers quite a. You guys did a great job on co- covering yes. that. That we 80s, wanted to make something 90s. that had. We wanted to make something that had facets of a lot of different things mm-hmm. in sci-fi but was unique in its oh, yeah. own right right well at the same time making people go oh, okay there's that oh, there's that yeah. there's that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and uh uh yeah no just thank you literally to everybody thank you to the fans for listening yes Most importantly yes. thank you so so much all right well we don't have any fan mail um as of yet as of yet however so the next so since we are shifting formats here yes and we're now moving to um quarterly a quarterly when should we roughly when should we tell everyone the next episode would be Mm, maybe november november i think it'll be around november Um, time for thanksgiving should be yeah around either the end of october or the beginning of november we got so much in October right uh, yeah. now for Hullabaloo. I don't know if we're going to pull off. Well, that's become our banner <laughs> uh, month. We've got... Um, always. We've October's got, uh, a big month for Dark a, a Charm all month. the time. We've got a Gate Beyond uh, starting its second yes. season then on Halloween again. 
nice. uh, for the week of Halloween. Um, yeah. Um, fall, as it was last year, is going to be big again for us this year. As always. And Dark Charm Presents is going to kick Dark off. Dark Charm Presents. And, DCP, yep. Yep. and uh, that's filled with, uh, Danny and I just did a recording for uh, one of the series. And that I know, right? out so fucking oh. good. And it's going to be No amazing. Surrender Part 1. Oh, uh, chef's kiss. Oh, my God. I remember reading that in its initial story yeah. format. Yeah. Well, you had it on a gate beyond early, early in the yeah. series and long before it was even on the current software it's on. Yeah. Um, I, I read that. So it'll be interesting to see the transition of that into <sighs> nice. the show. It's going to be uh, it's going to be really impressive because uh, I, I took a different route because I'm, I am going to be producing DCP yep. uh, going forth. I took a different route with uh, No Surrender because it was so, uh, it's such an emotional series. So cool. uh, I, I was like, we can't, we can't do this sterile. We 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 no. can't do this without each other. Talk playing off of each other. So uh, we we took a different approach to that uh, and the way it was recorded. Uh, some of the other episodes that are coming out, uh, such as uh, I don't know if you want to talk about uh, the third episode. Uh, oh, you mean three. with Nacula? 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 I have no problem talking about good old Snackula. Oh my god, we have a all right, fine. Uh, we we have uh after no surrender, we got uh, a a wonderful one-off story that uh uh Chris and I wrote called Boot Hill, which is going to yeah. be. It was. It's based on a '30s impressionist movie, and uh, uh, it's 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 really really good. It's really emotional. Uh, after that, yeah, we're talking about Dracula, and uh, to give to give just a little preview of that, um, I couldn't record the fucking lines that I was supposed to do for that for that episode without laughing myself stupid because, because of the voice that Danny had inflected. We tried to do the same thing we did for No Surrender, me playing off of you. I couldn't utter my lines because you would just not stop laughing. <laughs> it's the, you had the fly moment. Oh, my God. I, no, it was great. It, 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 every time, I, I, just, I just burst it out laughing. Because he plays I, this... He plays this doctor, and he's so prim and proper, and still prim and proper. Very, very, very educational. And talking to him is like a drunken Brando mixed with Steven Seagal. Yeah, Steven the Steven Seagal vibes were <laughs> off the fucking, and I. <laughs> And, and and the but like i'm not i don't want to ruin any more of it we're not we're not going to get like, that. our fans are gonna love this so episode. that's our first three episodes of dcp coming yes. in december and uh, i'm very proud of those first three episodes and the way that everything got done uh gate beyond i know mac has uh started to put his fingers in different pies to uh to start drawing in other people so he can have yeah. a much more robust cast. We've discussed this before yep. very privately uh, about, about where a gate beyond is going, but uh, I know, I know we, we announced that it is being absorbed into the dark charm universe or dark charm. Well, productions. Last month. I mean, yeah. the last season, but for the most part, we're going to be more, pro- more in line with production. Yeah. For these. So. And so you will hear more among other things, you will hear more guest readers, uh, 
for that series. Speaking of which, um, should I say anything about uh, the series I was reading for that? Which what, uh, might, yes, which might soon have a uh, a life of its own. Okay, so yeah, we've actually been we had some fan uh, interaction mm-hmm. with that version, that episode especially of of a gate beyond and they were like this needs to be a dark charm production and i'm like yes yes it does because i got so i can't differentiate my irish accents that much it's fine <laughs> we'll figure it out so by request from you the fans we are going to make a, a score to settle a dark charm production but we're still going to give it that a gate beyond um vibe vibe to it um, and and I, you know, I can't be more excited to, to try and get that into production. But the, right now we're so swamped with all the other stuff we have, it's kind of been put on the back burner slightly. But that's eventually going to show up too. But it's going to be a full-on production. We're going to have a full cast. We're going to read for it. We're going to have all a- AGBP. It'll be AGBP right. technically. Agape Beyond um, presents. presents. Uh, I I do have some fan questions. You do uh, okay. I do. I do have some fan questions, so we're gonna we're gonna cover that real quick. Um, luckily enough, it was uh, something for the new folks, uh, which Sweet. is which was gonna be Gibby and uh, uh, Chris and uh, all them. But uh, of course, this is uh, this is uh, a smaller cast for the award show, so this is gonna go to Josh. Yeah, okay. Josh, uh, as a newer as a newer member, oh, that's misspelled. As a newer member <laughs> of the cast, how how does it feel to uh, read some of the more dramatic roles or characters you've been given? Um, I mean, for me, it's been um, a little difficult, but not too bad. Uh, it, it's one of those like nice challenges. Um, my background a challenge, dude. You're hitting oh. it like a, out of the park. <laughs> I say some my... of this stuff, I'm like, wow, he did it that way. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, from my background, I'm, I'm coming from an improv. Uh, comedy style, um, very just goofy, off the wall, absurd. You know, not too much drama, and the drama that is, it's more of your comedy drama. Yeah. To go to more, a little bit more serious type role, more you know, uh, I think it's down to earth, even. Like Mike um, Brady is a very down to earth character. Oh yeah, he yeah, I think he's been one of the most down to earth characters I've played uh so far. And I love it. I mean, it's I'm having a time of my life doing it. I actually I I want to do some more stuff. Actually, I was going to mention like uh yeah, if you need anybody for the uh the the new series season 2, I you know, hit me up because I'm liking. The I'll definitely, Boulevard. I'll definitely keep you. Uh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> that that I fallout have... feel is is really getting me. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so let's see. Uh, question number two: What was the inspiration for the bar scene? And uh, with Al <coughs> specifically in Detonation Boulevard. Uh, well, since you wrote most of that scene, that should really go to you. Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, I have my, I have some stuff that I added. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, that's all you, buddy. The, the Death Note. Well, no, the uh, there was. I heard you say talking about Detonation Boulevard. No, for Detonation. No, what I mean, but like the, the bar scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, then um, with Al. Uh, so I I found this picture online, and it was just this beautiful, beautiful picture. I sent it to Danny, and I was like, mm-hmm. 
I want to do something with this. This is such a beautiful prompt. And uh, I, I remember Danny and I were like, well, how can we put this in if Fitz and, and, and Jet are on this, uh, this their, their way out of New Vista or whatever? And uh, Danny came up with this brilliant idea of them hobbling down for the night. And I wrote out this 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 thing for this ai and i was so deeply inspired by the picture and i was also deeply inspired by uh the big O. Oh, I don't know if you guys remember that uh that anime from like years and years ago yep. oh, yeah. uh, but there was a there was an episode of a robot and it played piano and it had one of the most intricate robotic systems and uh it, I, recall, and the, I remember that yeah and in the episode the systems get damaged and so they have to find a way to repair whatever but i was so deeply inspired by that and the idea that uh jet has to deal with yeah you're not an action star there are there are people dying in this world and it's way way more serious than you know the the, the 80s movies and the historical stuff that you know usually gets pumped around you know america american history you know we're all we're all rambos and stuff like that so i, I had this really somber uh tone to it and i was just like i really 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 wanted this ai to just hammer it home and uh danny uh well i mean like you you're the one that came up with the ai voice you're oh the one that came God. up with the cheers uh references and stuff like that so walk us so, through that part so for that part and he was talking about playing a specific tune and then uh, in front of Fitz and Jet. And the one of the big things I wanted to do with this was sort of break the fourth wall slightly <laughs> for whoever was listening to it. And smash that. So what I did was I found a version of Gary Portnoy's version of Cheers that was it had two, it had like three verses to the, it, the but it was only. Song. But it was only piano and only vocals and harmonies. And I was like, that's something that the AI could do easily. So the piano became its thing. The and and the singing of the uh, of everything. It literally was Gary Portnoy's voice, but you heard it from the AI. The AI you heard right. it from Al. And the idea of him playing that all the way through to garner an idea of what life was like for us here compared to life. For them, it, 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 it's literally night and day. Like it's a museum. Exhibit. It's literally in a museum exhibit, yeah. and even enough so that you know. Remember, they were marveling in the beginning, like, "Why aren't you solar powered? Everything is solar powered." And they're like, "No, he's 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 connected the wires to a battery, and that that that's about to die." <laughs> and and the idea of using that emotion of I'd like to call the ghost in the room because in essence, the ghost in the room was us and everybody else was looking at what our civilization was supposed to be and what it was compared to what happened with them. And honestly, I like, I had the idea in my head to use cheers because it was like, why not it, go to a place where everyone knows your name? Mm. And, and and especially during the pandemic, right? Where you that this playing out huge, against that, yeah. Like people were going back and what, like whether it be Hulu or whatever, uh, um, Peacock or whatever, to 
watch old episodes of Cheers? Why? Because you can't go out and do anything and you still want to feel good. So that was one of the things trying to break the fourth wall for the listeners to sort of get the idea. And then having having Jet and Fitz react the way they did. Right. Because I, because I, I, what I did was I, I told, I told Miguel ahead of time I wanted to use this version. I played it for him, and he was like, "Okay, so now we're gonna have to write this end part to fit that feeling." Yeah. It was like Bucket. digging for gold, and we got the we got the mother load. Yeah, we hit the that. vein. I, I just uh, to 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 continue on that that, that question, Mac. Uh, how did it? Uh, how, how did you how did you read the lines as al like how, how did it hit you as a voice actor did it hit any differently than anything else you've done or was it uh, to, uh was it just a, a role you wanted to to participate in for the ai here i tried to i primarily imagined the data in from star trek in a certain role or in a role like this where this AI has one task, one program, and that's to entertain people. And I wanted to play this off like an AI that, despite not being human, is feeling fatigue. He's sentient. It, it, it <laughs> yeah. is almost sentient. almost sentient. And is, you know, despite being a machine, is fe- feeling every bit of the wear on it. Yeah. And so is just... Uh, almost pleased if a, if a robot can be pleased to have one, one more audience shot, yeah. yeah you know one, one last uh shindig so um subtle emotion i guess you could say very subtle emotion since it's i mean it's a robot but it's it, but it's got a soul to it like, yeah. like you said absolutely it came out absolutely beautiful and last question i have here Oh no! It's from a friend of mine. It's about uh, El Diablo, isn't it? Oh, no, God, God no! <laughs> it's about Night of the Chickens? No, I'm just kidding. Hey, uh, if you could take one cast, uh, as in the characters themselves, of any of our series for a night of drinking and karaoke, which cast are you taking out? Oh my God! I don't know what I'd say immediately, but I will say that needs to be the premise for future game <laughs> we, we <laughs> stew on that answer for a while in there and then the next time we do this that should be the premise for a I, game you want to know my answer at this point because i like going through all the going through all the the casts of each of the characters that we had I every th- freaking series that we've had and if we include branded by blood and nightchild in this one we are yeah i would have to say if you take if you take Deborah anyway <laughs> i was just going to say we got a taste we got a taste of uh, earlier <laughs> uh, of a drunken Braden Devereaux. So. i wanted i was really hoping gibby would have stuck around so i, I could have had some brady and Devereaux goodness <laughs> just together that would have been amazing because we had a little bit of that with Kelly when she came in and Bre- Devereaux was playing yeah. off with Shane. And I was like, 
I, I, my, my, like, if it's not the Fascination Street crew, it would definitely be the Blinded by Blood crew. Because, oh my God, that would have been. You're, you're going to hear legendary stories about Devereaux's drinking. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> it, it, it's That's the one character when, depending on your constitution, that you would either love or absolutely hate to face oh. in a drinking contest. Oh, God. All right, uh, Josh, Josh, what about you? Uh, Danny pretty much hit it on the head. It's it's either uh, branded with Blood Crew or it's the Fascination Crew. Like, it's it, one or the other. Because, I mean, De- Devereaux just in general. Yeah, he would be. Yeah, what you would want to do a drinking competition with them, but then you also probably don't want to do a drinking no, competition. No, no. But imagine and, Rafferty in a bar. I know, and that's another thing. Rafferty <laughs> and Damon and uh, you know them together in a bar drinking, and then throw in future Damon in the yeah. Can Bismarck mean, shows up? All oh, oh Biz, yeah, Bismarck shows up. Just the, can, can Rafferty get intoxicated? Uh, Probably not. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I feel. I'm a pretty fun. sure there's something. Rafferty, out there, you just man. drank a hundred beers. I'm starting to feel, feel tingling in my extremities. <laughs> I'm starting to feel tingling in my extremities. I believe but, I'm becoming that? intoxicated. I think I'm, Ra- but like, that, that's a case. Carrie's a closet uh, wreck too. Oh, she doesn't yes. drink. Oh my Think God. about it. Dude, wow. yeah, somebody who's been a puritanical fucking life again, yeah. oh, wasted shit. in a bar with karaoke and shit. Oh my that god, that would be great. That would be. Great. Oh god, uh, Mac, what about you? Uh, let's see. Names we haven't named yet. I oh. got to think on this uh, again. Devereaux is probably at the top of the list here because he's just so boisterous. Yeah. Damon would be interesting. Um no, you know here here here's the one that no one's talking about. Who? Rod. Rod. <laughs> the thing is, how would the brotherhood crew? How would the brother I don't know how the entire brotherhood crew would go, but wouldn't it be interesting if if, if alcohol was able was uh, the catalyst that was able to make Rod speak normally? Oh, no, we already hilarious. Oh my god. <laughs> That would be Rod, absolutely you're, you're all nice. calm. I just drank seven beers. I just drank seventeen beers. I'm feeling pretty good. I, I don't think I don't think Rod would be a sloppy drunk. I think he'd be like like so straight laced because he's right. struggling he'd just, to like. He'd sound like an NPR well, announcer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now imagine Ricardo and Frank at a bar. Now there you go. That's a bar oh. fight. That's a bar <laughs> fight. Someone's someone's getting stabbed. Uh, I as for me, I have to take. Juice, Leaf, and Henry. I have to. I, I, I have to. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind drinking with Juice. Uh, like they're, they're chaos. They're they're yeah. fucking nuts. I mean, Carrie had a glimpse of them in the seventies having a ball. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I can't. I have to. I have to go drink with Juice. I have to go drink with Leaf. I have to go. I mean, they they force Henry, Henry to basically drink yeah, every Henry's time. Henry's gonna drink. I mean. <laughs> That would be bar hopping with the emphasis on not because you want to, but because you're kicked out of the place. You think we just got kicked out of this place. It's not fun anymore. I just want to sit down and dance and drink. Okay. Well, baby, if you hadn't <laughs> thrown people through a fucking window, no, wait, that was, me. that was you. you I was the other one. If you hadn't picked a foot, no, that was me. If you had no, you've done nothing wrong. All right, this is on me. Fuck it, I'll buy the next rounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
But yeah, that would be a really good. That would be a really good fall, uh, thing to do. Oh, That's, imagine yeah, so, the entire Dark Char universe in a bar. So like, oh, like everybody. The, the way I picture it, right? The way I picture it is, I picture these characters outside of their conflicts in the story. Yeah, just mm-hmm. being them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like without the, without the story involved, just everybody being them. And honestly, like it, it tickles me purple because I. Billy Aykroyd getting fucking drunk with Rod, uh, like, like, uh, just in combinations, like, uh, it's it's so funny. No, Mills, Billy Aykroyd as Elvis getting drunk with Rod. Okay. Oh, you need another shot there, little man. Hey, I'm taller than you. you? <laughs> hey, listen, man. I don't care if you're taller than me. We're gonna sit here and we're gonna have this discussion right now. Fucking God, poor Ollie. Get, 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 damn it. Demon King, you're right. Get, 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 fuck. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, I, 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 it just goes to show you how fun these characters actually are. They really are. I mean, it's it's like, and, and they're well-rounded. They're not like one-trick ponies. No, so, no, not at all. And each of them have their quirks and personalities. And it's like, putting like the strangest uh bed uh bed buddies quarter together like what would you see if frank a badger was having like it was at a bar drinking with rafferty t-shirt oh my fuck oh my fuck we we have the frank squeaking and all of a sudden all the squeaking in the world and rafferty just looks at him and goes i didn't think of that Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just squeaking for like twenty minutes. You have a good point. You have a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like it, 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 and then you know, Devereaux doing his stuff. Brady being the Boy Scouts, like I'm trying he'd, to. Yeah, he'd be the one it. that he's enjoying. He would be enjoying himself, but he would also have to try to stay cool so that he's the okay, so the mom of the group, or not, you know. or the the not have, necessarily the mom, the but premise. like. Except, He's except we feed Brady. We feed Brady to Leaf, because Leaf can make anybody do anything. <laughs> like on. that would be hilarious. Just one little drink. It's you're like, gonna have a drink, and you're gonna fucking enjoy it. Okay, I'm spending money on you this. You don't bitch. like lemons? We can go with limes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, <laughs> like it literally would be great. <laughs> so, um. Oh, I think no, we're. Uh, do we have any more questions? No, those are the three I have. All um, right. The only, uh, uh, the only like, uh, uh, the only question I have for for like everybody here, uh, you know, so we can have just a, one more topic to to touch on. Okay. What right. what is uh what is an episode in any series coming up that you guys are excited for? Josh. I am. Well, I want to. I branded with blood. I want to hear more of myself, but that's just me being egotistic. Uh, <laughs> but no, no, no. That that uh, the the episode, uh, the crossover episode of Tales of Night Child. I am looking forward to that because I want to see. Like, I know what I like. I I know where I come in, but I don't know what the hell happens all the way up to that. So I'm. <laughs> I, I'm very intrigued oh. to see how that crossover works. Devereaux meets Christian Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I have to agree with you on that one. That's we we, we already got ships happening. I I've, <laughs> I've, I've, re- I've received comments that people do want. 
<laughs> for roll. <laughs> people, they want they, they want that. a Devereaux X. Uh, uh, fucking what's his? I can't even remember. Christian Hawk. Christian Hawk. Uh, oh, romance. So. I'm no, I'm not touching that any further. Uh, weirder, uh, weirder pairs have been. Weirder shit. pairs yeah, have. That's yeah. true. All right, uh, Mac. What about you, man? What's an episode you got that you're excited for? I'm definitely looking forward to One uh, Night Child. Um, in, in listening to the uh, three main episodes that we were going to cover um, last month, if we had done that, um, Night Child's gripping me the most. Um, now that we've been properly introduced to Christian Hawk. And we find out without giving too much away, we find out that as night Nightchild is vulnerable. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh the next episode I I think it'd be interesting to see what is that vulnerability, how far does it go, how does that affect the hero, and mm. so on. Danny. I like I said, uh the, the episode that I'm looking forward probably the most would probably be the season finale of Fun with Dirt. The one before that, because there's a nice little funeral that happens, and I'm not going to say anything further. <laughs> oh, no. Like a little specific yeah. funeral. Yeah. <laughs> I am uh, most excited for... Uh, most excited for Noxo. Ah. Oh. Noxo. I'm not going to lie. What's going to happen in Noxo is going to... I believe I believe we have reached a point after writing Fascination Street where we are comfortable enough to write a world much, much bigger than we did in the first seasons, and we're going to be going forward with Bigger stories, bigger, bigger stories, bigger characters, bigger arcs. And I am so excited for Noxo because Noxo is going to be one of these, uh, uh, one of these events. And that's all I can say is that it's going to be an event. And what happens there is going to be, it's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. So here's to currently existing series and soon to come series yes absolutely yes. Uh, well yeah if, if we're if we're, if we're gonna go on current series right now that uh, there's an episode of fun with dirt involving uh, a, a a a buggy ride and the conversation that happens between <laughs> craig and uh another character that old man peter shine yep the this the, the the muscle the muscle mommy episodes have oh god have made yeah. me keel over laughing i did not expect them to be so fucking good and they they turned out beautifully they and were, to, to, to thank wow. uh to thank tess miller who came in to play uh Teresa hartman yes. in those episodes fantastic job and then uh, so a lot of our newer cast members came in to fill some of those other characters, like Allie, uh, who was played by Lindsay Bashara. She did the same thing, coming in almost absolutely fresh. Has not done really much of any type of voice work, but she came in to play these. They both came in to play these characters, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so amazing!" <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that episode because that conversation is, it's it's it's. It's gold. It's a train wreck waiting it's to happen. Train wreck. Gold. 
enjoy when it does come out uh, yeah. i want to thank gibby i want to thank josh i want to thank yes. Annie and mac for uh being here today and doing these awards congratulations to all the winners yes uh, all including of them. including danny and i apparently <laughs> hey <laughs> it's our all, series buddy and do all of our voice talent all of our voice and talent. yeah thank you to all the voice talent to mac to danny to josh uh this this doesn't work without you guys uh so uh, we're going to go ahead and sign off, Danny. All right. Uh, we will see everybody in November for the next episode of Off the Cuff. And for the rest of us, I bid you adieu. Thank you and good night. There we go. Bye-bye. Off the Cuff is a Dark Charm Media production. Fascination Street by The Cure. Special effects by Zapsplat.com. Join us again in November for more Off the Cuff.